Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. Welcome to the show. I think you're going to find this a very interesting show. One that we we live with constantly and yet we maybe don't understand the area that we're talking about. One, have you ever been awakened from sleep by a dream? All of a sudden you set up and you <laughs> you couldn't remember the dream, but you know it was a dream that had awakened you. Dreams are a fascinating part of sleeping, and yet there's dreams or topics that are still open discussion. What do they mean? How do they affect us? What are they trying to tell us? So what and why did I dream that dream? Or even worse, you might not remember dreaming at all. So let me tell you just a few common things here. Few people may remember dreaming, and I'm probably one of those. It is thought that everyone dreams between three to six times per night. And it is thought that each dream lasts between 5 to 20 minutes. Around 95% of our dreams are forgotten by the time a person gets out of the bed. Oh my goodness. How do we capture this resource that we have dreaming? To explain life, to explain what we're going through, how do we decipher the information that we have Um ability to to grasp onto. Well, our guest today is the man to answer those questions. Dr. Christopher Soden lives in Toronto, 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 Ontario, and holds a BA from the University of Toronto and is a doctor of naturopathic medicine from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. He is licensed as a registered psychotherapist in the province of Ontario and teaches there as well, holding seminars for healthcare practitioners and running a private health care practice. You're busy. You're busy. <laughs> he has released his new book, which brings us to this wonderful topic, dream working, how to listen to the inner guidance of your dreams. He is the person to help us understand the world and the importance of dreaming. Welcome, Christopher, to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Oh, good. And you come from Ontario. You you live in Ontario? I do, right? yep. Yep. I, my practice is in Toronto, and I live in a rural area outside Toronto. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but the book, the book that you mentioned is uh, is uh, 
marketed by it's published and marketed by Llewellyn, which is an American publisher based yes. in uh, Minnesota. Uh -huh. and, uh, it should be available uh, across North America now. Yeah, and uh, on Amazon, I assume you can get your yeah, book. I right. guess for a lot of people these days, that's yeah. the way to, to buy it is just go on Amazon.com, and it's only a click away. <laughs> well, how did you get into this fascinating subject? Um, our dreams are really, um, they're freeing, and yet they're mysteries to us. Yeah, I, I've been in, into dreaming since the mid-1980s when I was a student at the Naturopathic College. Mm -hmm. And I was very impressed with uh, a dream movie that I saw back in the 80s called The Way of the Dream, which was the work of Marie-Louise von Franz, a famous, famous Jungian analyst. And um. Mm -hmm. considered by the Jungians to be one of the greatest dream workers and dream interpreters of, of all time. Mm -hmm. And uh, this movie consisted of her talking about other people's dreams in, in the, you know, the Jungian style, which is very rich with references to culture, religion, myth, and, mm -hmm. yep. and so on. Very absolutely fascinating. And uh, that got me thinking... It, Maybe I should be asking my patients, because I was working in the, the naturopathic clinic as a student clinician then, mm -hmm. I should start asking them to bring in their dreams and see, see if some of them enjoy that and if there's some value to be gained. And I've never looked back since then. I mean, I've, I've found that the, wor the world of dreaming is full of information, including about our health and our yeah. general well-being and it gives a very kind of early early warning about health problems which would be useful to anyone working in the healthcare professions or the helping professions in general and and so I became very interested in it from that point of view and I started asking everyone to you know if you have an interesting or a mysterious intense dream Mm -hmm. We'll discuss it. And of course, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Not everyone wants to do that, but a lot of people do. If you put out the invitation, they will yeah. respond. So why do you think we dream? Why were we given that sense, that ability to relive, to experience? Is it? Do you have a oh. belief about that? <laughs> Why do we dream? I mean, that's yeah. a terrific question, and and I don't think there's any one clear answer to that. It's been wondered about and studied for centuries. Mm -hmm. I think the basic reason is that that we have a very active brains, and our brains are active while we're awake, and there, mm -hmm. it turns out they're also very active while we're asleep, but they're active in a different way. In other words, different parts of the brain are active when mm -hmm. we sleep. And it's a fascinating thing to me that when your waking ego consciousness is offline because you're asleep, mm -hmm. all kinds of things can happen because you don't have that part of your brain which says, wait a minute, that's impossible. 
<laughs> that, that part is not very active when you're dreaming. So all kinds of things which in waking life would be seemingly impossible mm-hmm. can happen. And so there's a vast variety of possibility that, that f- comes into the dreams. So, I mean, literally, you, you can dream about anything. There, there's nothing you can't dream about. Right. So, well, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's a very exciting thing about the world of the dream. And yeah. Then, you know, the, the funny thing is, then you wake up and you say, wait a minute. Why did... <laughs> huh, what? That's impossible. That couldn't happen. Or mm. why did I... You know, and that that's because you're waking ego perspective is coming back online and mm-hmm. so from that perspective the dream seems maybe chaotic maybe absurd maybe impossible and mm-hmm. and you know i think for a lot of people that that's a bit of a turn off they they don't like the absurdity and the chaos of it mm-hmm. and so they you know they say well dreams are just random absurd idiotic garbage or chaos and they and they dismiss them because of that but mm-hmm. but if you kind of turn that around and look at it from from a different perspective the fact that you can dream about anything means that your creative and pr- including your problem solving imagination can generate all kinds of new solutions and perspectives that your waking mind does not have access to mm-hmm. well I sort of, as I was reading parts of your book, um, I sort of thought of dreaming as another source for, um, like, meditation. I mean, it's another input source to us. Uh, You do have to decipher a little bit more, I think, when you get on some of these really crazy dreams. But it is another um, source of input for us, isn't it, as we analyze it? Yeah. I mean, I, for me, there's, there's no doubt that we have an inner wisdom, an inner intelligence, which mm-hmm. is often in psychiatry is called the unconscious, mm-hmm. that, that communicates with us. And it, and it communicates with us in many ways. But one of the main ways and the most frequent ways and the most available ways is through dreaming. So do you want to receive those communications and do you want to take them seriously and do you want to act on them see my my method of dream work is is very action based it's all about receiving the insight or the message from a dream and mm-hmm. then actually doing something about it so it's it's very much oriented towards change and personal growth and self understanding self awareness and not everyone wants to work with dreams that way. Again, mm. it, it's it's a it's a pretty dynamic way. It's it's quite intense and can be time consuming. Mm-hmm. And but you know, if you commit to it for a while, it really moves you forward in your personal growth and self awareness, and and that's the real benefit of it. So if you if you want to say, there are two different questions, really. Why do we dream, and mm-hmm. what's the use of remembering our dreams? Mm-hmm. There are two different questions, because dreaming is good for us, whether we remember the dreams or not. 
we need to dream in order to remain mentally healthy. Our brains need to do those processes while we're asleep. But whether we remember them or not, we're getting that benefit. Now, we get an additional benefit if we remember the dreams, and I believe we get even a further level of benefit if we remember them and then make a decision to change our lives based mm-hmm. on So in what level of sleep are we dreaming? The REM? Well, apparently there are different types of dreams in different levels. You know, in the, in the deepest sleep, there, there is a certain type of dream that, that does happen. Uh, but they're very difficult to remember. It's almost like they're so divinely deep that that our conscious brains can't even make sense of them when we wake up. Oh. And occasionally you'll have that experience of waking from a deep, deep sleep dream, and it'll be so mysterious that you're, you, you can't even get your head around it. Therefore, you know, you, you can't remember it for more than a few seconds. But the vast majority of remembered dreams are come mm-hmm. from the REM period, the rapid eye movement period, where your 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 brain is actually very alive and awake, and it's it's going through th- this experience which it believes to be completely real while mm-hmm. while you're in it. I mean, dreams mm-hmm. seem completely, absolutely real while you're in them. It's only again when you wake up and you have that waking perspective that they start they start to seem unreal in some way but but while you're dreaming they're completely real and so your brain is very very active and sometimes you you know your body reflects that activity you'll see movement not only of the eyes but i mean many people laugh when they see a dog having a dream and its whole body <laughs> Legs are going mm-hmm. back with it chasing a squirrel, and right. it probably is chasing a squirrel in its dream, and its body is partially but not fully acting that out. So you can mm-hmm. see that when we're dreaming, we're we're really we're asleep in one sense, but we're very a- alive and awake in another sense. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what's happening um, with the sleep difficulties that people are having these days. Oh. Um, I'm a sleep apnea person, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, finally getting that machine to fit my face has been a real struggle. Right. And so all those years of really good sleep has been lost. How mm-hmm. does that affect us to not well, have it, good yeah, sleep? It affects us in many, many ways, but, but in terms of having healthy access to your dream life, it mm-hmm. certainly have a negative effect on that. So, you know, a lot of people, if you were to go out on the street and take a poll of, you know, random passersby, you, you'd you'd have a lot of people who say they don't remember their dreams very often or even ever. I've, I've had some people who say they haven't remembered dream, a dream for years, 10 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. So why is that? Because they are dreaming every night, as you said in the introduction. They, they are dreaming, and, and if they were in a sleep lab having their REM measured, they, that would show that they are dreaming, and their brainwave would show that they're dreaming, but, but they don't remember these dreams ever, which is really quite sad. When you start unpacking 
have to pee, a lot of it is because they're not sleeping well. Right. Going into the natural rhythms of good sleep. And uh-huh. so they don't have those REM periods. Uh-huh. And they, they, uh, so that, that is a big problem. I mean, the yeah. whole question of sleep hygiene is, is becoming more and more important in medicine. And a lot yeah. of it, like in your case, sleep apnea is a very common condition. And mm-hmm. the other major contributor is that a lot of people are on medications which interfere with the natural sleep cycle. Well, that's so, another question. Do you sleep when you're on a, a medicine to help you sleep? Mm-hmm. Are you getting your dreams that are affected by that medicine? Or are they always yours? No, <laughs> How did I ask that question? They're absolutely... <laughs> like the, the natural cycle of dreaming, first of all, is very much affected by that medication. Mm-hmm. And then I guess what you're asking is, is if you do have a dream is, and you remember it, was that dream also possibly influenced by the medication? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is possibly true. Some medications are, are much more interfering with, I mean, they, they appear to, to stimulate the dreaming brain in a particular way. But, you know, what I say is if somebody says, should I ignore this dream because it was probably caused by a medication or by a vitamin that I took just before bed or by some unusual thing that I ate or drank Mm -hmm. just before bed? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I say, no, don't worry about it. It's going to have some interesting content anyway, so just work with it. You know, because usually, even if there is some influence from food or drink or drugs or the television show that you just watched, there's still going to be some important information that's being shared in the dream. So, especially so, if you're one of these people who has a hard time remembering dreams, then grab whatever you can get and work with it. So what kind of dreams are really the best to look at? Do you qualify which ones you spend time with and which ones you don't? Well, if, yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, you need to look out for the good ones. And a good mm-hmm. one is is just one that has a sense of coherence to it. It's as if there's a story, you know, there is a, or a message. And you get that feeling, ooh, somebody's trying to communicate with me. <laughs> get that feeling, mm-hmm. then it's a good dream. Doesn't matter if it's scary. A lot of people, unfortunately, do not work with their scary dreams. And that's a terrible loss because very often the scariest dreams are some of the best ones to work with. And they're, they're very intense and clear and coherent. It just mm-hmm. they have to be terrifying, too. But do not, do not dismiss your dreams because they're scary. You should yeah. work with them. Make it for a special effort to work with them because some intense communication is, is going on. And that emotional intensity, whether it's fear or other intensity, is often. So are you saying that there's more benefit from those dreams than from learning, thinking you're flying? That well, used to be one of mine. Oh, 
flying dreams are wonderful too. They also <laughs> have, have an intense emotion, but it's not fear usually. It's joy. Joy, yeah. Yeah, and mm. they're oh, they're wonderful to work with, mm-hmm. and they you know they often can can be very close to lucid dreaming. I mean, there's an interesting connection there. Lucid dreaming, for those of you who are not familiar with the term, is when you're in a dream and you're aware that you're in a dream. And therefore, to some extent, you you can influence what's happening in the dream. Mm -hmm. That's called lucid dreaming, and it's a fascinating kind of subset of dreaming that some people do naturally, and some people can learn how to do by working at it. Very often, the first thing someone does when they become aware that they're dreaming is they want to fly. And they, so they, and this is including me, as soon as I'm, it occurs to me that I'm in a dream, mm-hmm. I actually test it by, I do my little dream test, I kind of jump up into the air. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a dream, then I'll fly up into the air. If I'm mm-hmm. not in a dream, I'll just come back down to earth like normal (laughs) you don't crash do you (laughs) no no just just do a little jump and oh darn not dreaming i'm awake so but you know if you're one of those people who who has this ability to do lucid dreaming you might want to cultivate it and you because it's it's quite a it's it's exhilarating Mm-hmm. To find yourself in a dream and be aware that you're dreaming, because you could you could use that opportunity to do a lot of different things. Mm. If you've experienced the flying, now for me it was right after a difficult, very difficult divorce, and so I was in a happier state. I was, you know, in a relationship, and and it was very. I was happy, so happy. And if you had the ability to fly then, now I'm not flying much these days because I don't even remember my dreams. But once you dream the flying dream, is that an indicator of being able to have lucid dreams? Well, or is it a passing no, not thing? Not necessarily, but, but there's a very close link between them. And, and it's something that you could through practice you you could probably uh develop your lucidity and and then you would have a lot more flying dreams mm-hmm. because once you became lucid you you could decide to fly and right. i i have found that the joy and the exhilaration that you get from a flying dream mm-hmm. is very good for you i mean it's good for your body it's mm-hmm. the same kind of good for you that if you had a joyful or exhilarating experience while awake, mm-hmm. the body was flooded with all these joyful neurotransmitters, then that would be very good for you. And, and it just goes to show a very important, another important reason why we should cultivate our dream life is that the positive emotions that we experience in dreams are really, really good for us. So if you cultivate good dreams, including flying dreams, you're actually getting a tremendous health benefit from that. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you're just just that statement makes me think I have control over my dreams because I don't feel like I have control. But you kind of said you do have some oh, control. I, I think most people have more control than they realize. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a natural point to start talking about dream re-entry. Mm-hmm. If you want to get your flying dreams happening again, mm-hmm. the best way to do that would be to imagine a flying dream while you're awake. So you're just, you're not asleep, you're fully mm-hmm. awake, but go mm-hmm. into your imagination, your yeah. visual imagination, and you pretend that you're having a dream, and you, you pretend that you're flying. And you just visualize that, and it's actually very, very close to the dreaming experience. Mm -hmm. It may may not be quite as ecstatic, but it's very close to it. And the other great benefit of it is that will stimulate your unconscious to start dreaming more. It'll, It'll kind of open up the axis of communication between whatever part of your brain it is that that makes dreams and helps you remember dreams it'll say oh she's interested in her flying dreams again oh she's actually visualized flying okay well let's let's send her a flying dream now would that be in just before you go to sleep or just any time like about just resting in the afternoon it can be any time i mean for okay. some people they they do it either just before sleep Mm-hmm. As, as they're kind of going down into sleep, or mm-hmm. they do it in the morning when they're lying awake in bed, and they're they're also quite close to sleep, but they're awake. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all. That's a very good time to do it because you're kind of on the shoreline between the sleeping state and the waking state. Mm-hmm. You, you have a you have a foot in the water and a foot on the sand. That that's a really good liminal intermediate space to do dream work to do mm-hmm. imagination work because, you know, you could fall asleep, you could doze off and go right back into an actual sleeping dream. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're one of those people who wakes up early, you know, you, too early, quote unquote, right. <laughs> you're lying in bed and you're wondering, should I get up, should I read, should I watch TV, try mm-hmm. putting a new possibility on the list which is do your dream work there and so you're doing your imaginal work you're using Mm -hmm. your imagination to kind of re-enter dreams that you remember from the past Mm -hmm. and also to recreate new types of dream possibility it's it's a wonderful way to use that time yeah yeah i think yeah i can see that um We are going to take a short break, and when we come back, um, we'll be talking more about dreams, like how they can fix our mindset and change some of our belief systems, and also how the dreams can add to our health. We all are needing to increase our health and uh, get the benefits. This is a great source. So Christopher has shared with us the importance of the health care with our dreams so we are going to be back shortly and i've been fascinated by all this information christopher 
So I am, I'm most anxious to get back. So we're going to take a short break now. All right. And we will be back with Christopher and Dreaming. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are visiting today with Dr. Christopher Soden, and he has written his book, Dream Working, How to Listen to the Inner Guidance of Your Dreams. I don't know about y'all, but I have been absolutely fascinated by the world of dreaming so far on our show today. And I just being able to recall, because I... Right now, I'm not dreaming so much, probably due to some of my sleeping with the with the machine that I have to sleep with, the sleep apnea machine. But the importance of dreams and how they can help guide us and how they can help us deal with life. And we're going to listen about the health benefits. Now, Christopher, before we went to break, you told us one way that we could reconnect with our dreams or start bringing dreaming back into our sleeping patterns. Um, are, do you have others? Yes, indeed. Yeah, so just to recap, for, if, for those of you who are not remembering any dreams ever, mm. then mm. probably the best thing to do is, is what we were talking about just before the break, is to practice that, using your imagination to, to make up a dream, to, to create a dream from scratch, or to revisit an old dream in your mm-hmm. imagination, and you're doing this while you're awake. Uh, that is a very powerful stimulus to the dreaming part of the brain. So that's one way. Now, some people are remembering dreams as they wake up, but mm-hmm. they only remember them from a sh- for a short time. They don't actually catch a hold of them. So they only have a fleeting few moments while they're waking up. Now. And then 
10 minutes later, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you're dealing with, then what I would advise is to stay in bed, keep your eyes closed, and re-enter the little part of the dream that you do remember. So let's say you, you remember a scrap of a dream where you were walking in a forest. That Just imagine that you're back in there walking in the forest and see if you can get more of the dream to come back to you. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, in a way, that's also a re-entry technique. And, but you're doing it just after you, you woke up and you're, you're trying to catch a hold of as much of that dream as you can. Now, another common problem is that people remember the dream quite well in the early morning and they tell themselves, oh, I'll never forget that one. I, that's not <laughs> By lunchtime, completely gone and they can't remember anything about it. So the problem there is that they caught a hold of it originally quite well, but they did not anchor it into their long-term memory banks. So it, it's gone. It, 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 it's surprising how quickly that can happen. So if that's your experience, then what I would suggest is that you write down or you, you create some written record mm-hmm. of, and it doesn't have to be the whole dream. You don't need to sit there for half an hour writing down your whole dream in your dream journal. You can put one word, like forest, or Mm -hmm. Mary, if your friend Mary was in it, or Mm -hmm. yellow bridge, or cat, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you're you're putting a cue, just one little thing, and it could be a picture, or a word, or a name. And then the next day, when you come back to it, and you say, what was that dream? I had a dream. I know I had a dream. (laughs) You look at it, and then mm-hmm. it says, Mary. Oh, yeah, I had a dream about Mary. Then the whole dream might come back to you because you, you recorded that little cue. So, you know, there, there are tricks that you can use to get your dream recall going, whether it's, you know, depending where the problem is, you, you should use the, the appropriate technique to whether – you know, whether you have the problem of no dreams at all or you can't get them as you're waking up or you can't get them into your long-term memory. Those are actually three different problems and they, they require different solutions. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I'm, I'm looking at this page in your book, 122, <laughs> where it uh-huh. says cultivate these six habits to improve your dream recall. So at at the end of every chapter in his book, he has a a summary. And this was really great because I had marked this as one of the things and you've beautifully gone over it. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's really great. Yeah. Check out the the chapter on dream recall techniques and, Mm -hmm. You know, you may you may need help with one or more areas there, but there there are solutions for all those problems <laughs> in that yeah. book. Yeah, and you have exercises too. There was one that one dream that I seem to have repeatedly through my I, I would say twenties and thirties, and that was that I didn't graduate from college. 
I was like, oh, I missed it. I, did, I missed the ceremony or it, there was something. And to me, and I'd wake up and I went, oh, no, you graduated. You're okay. But it was such a panic, you know, in my heart because I went, oh, no, you know, after all that work to get through college. So uh, I, I would interpret that as maybe a failure or, I mean, it wasn't because I graduated but it was a fear you know that i had it's interesting you know do you know you probably know how common a dream that is that that's almost a a universal dream in in oh really oh yeah yeah i call it the school anxiety dream (laughs) (laughs) you know people have different versions of it but oh yeah goodness it is common and and it brings up an interesting point with, is there any useful new information or communication in that dream? Mm-hmm. Or is it just your brain kind of doing an old loop on you again and again and again? So it, you know, to me, this is a fascinating question. And that was a repeating dream for you in your 20s and 30s. But mm-hmm. was it helping you in any way? Was it communicating with you in any way? Or was it just kind of a neural loop in your brain of school anxiety that was replaying and replaying and replaying itself. And usually, uh, in my experience, it's the latter of those two. It's, it's mm-hmm. not really bringing any helpful new information to the table. It's right. what you could call a brain loop or a, a brain worm or a, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's something you need to try to stop happening because you don't need to be repetitively tormented and made fearful and anxious by it. Mm-hmm. So the way to do that is you, you need to practice going back into the dream mm. and catching yourself and bringing in the element of awareness. Say, like, oh. I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be here at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave. And then you look for a door this is all, again, you're doing this while you're awake in your visual mm-hmm. You catch yourself, you look for a door, and you walk out of your old school, out into the sun, and you leave it behind you. So mm-hmm. what you're doing there is you're training your brain to recognize that it's not in this old place with this old fear of failure that was, mm-hmm. was cultivated in you while you were in school, and it mm-hmm. was that probably true for most of us uh but that you you just don't need that anymore it's it's an artifact it's it's from your past it's not it doesn't pertain to your present or your future so walk away from it you don't need it oh and the way to walk away from it is literally to practice visualizing walking away from your old school and then your brain will realize gradually, oh, oh, okay, mm-hmm. we're not in school anymore. All right, mm-hmm. we don't need to have those dreams anymore. Mm-hmm. And they will, they will become less frequent and less intense. And, and often they will stop completely when you do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. That's good. Good. Yeah. Now, how can I drink? Let's switch over to health care and healing. Because with all this stress that everybody's under, and um, it it is really important that we have healing techniques. (laughs) 
you know, we're not always running to the doctor. We know some things that we can implement. So how does the dream work with health care? How do, give, does it give us the signs? Of, well, um, yeah, in, I would say in many ways, but let's, let's talk about some practical, simple types of dreams that a lot of people have. Okay. Any dream, any dream that has a negative feeling tone, Mm-hmm. In, in other words, you're, you're, you're feeling fear, anxiety, worry, guilt, incompletion, anything like that, you, you can work with and you can change it for the better. And, and when you do, your stress levels will be less, your fear and anxiety levels will be less, mm-hmm. and you will have an increased sense of well-being and agency and freedom. Because you're working to get out of a negative situation towards a more positive and better feeling situation. And you're using your dreams, the scenes given to you in your dreams, as your starting points to do that work. So let's take an example. Another very common example in our culture is the driving problem dream where you're mm-hmm. driving a vehicle, or you're in a vehicle, mm-hmm. not necessarily driving, and that could be the problem, but you're <laughs> in a vehicle, and something is wrong with the way the vehicle is being driven, and you're sitting in there feeling anxious, or worried, or powerless. Mm-hmm. And again, this has many, many variations. You know, Common variations are you're going too fast, the brakes don't work, yeah, brain doesn't work. The car mm-hmm. is in really bad shape. You don't know where you're going. You're going mm-hmm. up a hill and you can't. You're afraid you're going to flip over or roll backwards, or yeah. you're not driving. You're in the back seat and someone is driving, and you wish they weren't driving because there's some problem with the way they're driving. These mm-hmm. are all common, very common variations, and they're they're all saying something about your current health situation and the way that your life is is moving forward or not moving forward so they're they're beauties to work with they're all they're like little gold mines of potential personal work Mm -hmm. so go back into the dream that if you've had one of these driving problem dreams, go back into it and slow everything down. Like stop the action as if it was a movie, which mm-hmm. the way it, it is. It's <laughs> on in your brain. And just stop the action and notice everything that's going on. What's the problem with the way the vehicle is being driven? How do you feel? How, how are you feeling emotionally about this situation within the car and then the the million dollar question how would you like to change this situation ideally what Mm -hmm. what would be a better situation because you can change it it's it's your dream it's your movie you can be the movie director you can go into it and change the script and you change it by doing this re-entry method again that we're talking about so now you're back in your dream you're awake you're lying mm-hmm. in bed sitting in your favorite chair 
and your your eyes are closed and you're imagining your way back into this dream scene, you stop the action and you figure out how you would like to change it. And then you start up the action again and you change it. So mm. let's say your, your father is driving instead of you and you're in the back seat mm-hmm. or your old boss is driving and not you. So you, you think, okay, I would rather be driving and I'd rather he not be in the car at all. Mm. Or I'd rather he be in the back seat. So, okay, mm. so you figure out how you want to change the scene, and then you imagine, you start up the movie, and you imagine the new outcome. So you say, stop the car, the car stops, you get out, you open the front door, and you say, you go in the back seat, I'm going to take over the wheel. And the other person goes in the back seat, and you get in the driver's seat, and you start driving again. And now you know where you're going, and you you feel in control, and you feel much better. And you you go you go through that whole sequence, starting in the exact place that was depicted in your dream, but then changing it towards a better outcome. Hmm. And you find when you do this kind of dream work, you literally will feel chronic problems starting to change because you're changing the whole situation at the very source, which is that the source being that you're stuck in a pattern that causes you stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. That pattern is depicted clearly, metaphorically true, but very clearly in the dream. It's as if your nasty old boss is driving and you're stuck in the back seat and you're powerless. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a metaphor for the way you feel in your life. And you're not only are you understanding that metaphor and getting the message, but you're actually changing it in your imagination and then it will start to change in your waking life. Now, Christopher, would you need to repeat this practice? Yeah, I think repetition is good. This is one of the positive uses of repetition. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a complex series of neural connections that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't expect a child to be able to ride a bicycle perfectly the first time. They have to practice. They right. have to lay down a network, a neural network of skills in their brain. And once they've laid it down, then they've got it. You know how they say, once you know how to ride a bicycle, you never forget. That's, that's one of the things about the brain, is when you wire a circuit, for better or worse, into your brain, it, it has staying power. So we want to capitalize on this feature of how our brains work by laying down good, positive, helpful neural circuits. And, the, and so that's why the, the dream reentry method is so good, is that you go into a, a dream which shows you a problematic neural circuit that, that causes you stress and anxiety, and then you say, okay, how would I like to change this? <laughs> yeah. I would like to change it in the following way, A, B, C, D, and then you actually rehearse it. You visually rehearse that, and so it's actually happening in your mind. And then your your brain all of a sudden has a new way to handle that problem. So you're teaching your brain and your body how to change that problem. 
Right. Would your would your feedback be that you wouldn't have that dream again? Is that the only way you'd know uh, yeah. it was gone? Oh, yeah, yeah. Not you. You would have probably a version of it that was much better. It was. Yeah. It was less frightening, less less negative in feeling tone, mm-hmm. and then eventually you you wouldn't have that type of dream at all because you you're no longer stuck in that problem anymore. Mhm. What a great way to take care of that fear that we live under mm-hmm. however it's interpreted with whatever interaction yeah, that we have in our life. Yeah. yeah. It's very proactive. Mhm. This way of working with dreams, it's it's not reactive. I mean the sad thing is that most people suffer negative dreams mm-hmm. for a whole lifetime. They they just keep suffering them again and again. They suffer the emotions, the negative emotions in them. And a lot of people, it never occurs to them that they could actually change this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I almost call that going from the victim to the, the powerful, the victor, you yeah. know, Exactly. Where you realize you have a lot of control. Exactly. That's and, wonderful. Yeah, and uh, it's just a matter of practicing it in your imagination. You know, the imagination is a very powerful tool and and an underused tool for many people. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. So, as I look at your book, you have graciously offered. A free chapter. Um, if people will go to your website, and you want to give us your website and tell us what this chapter is about, or um, yeah, yeah, my website is just my name, Christopher Souten. dot com. So uh, yeah, you can go there, and you'll see lots of information there about not only the book, but different aspects of dream work and matters related to dreaming. Mm-hmm. And uh, the chapter is is literally one of the chapters from the book, so you'll you'll get that as a free PDF download, and you'll mm-hmm. you you can read it and get a sense of you know is this a style of dream work, a, a style of approaching dreams that that would be helpful for you that you like, and if so, then get the whole book and start working on your dreams. It's a mm-hmm. it's a pretty exciting journey once you get into it. It really is. Now, you spell Souton, S-O-W-T-O-N, for those that need a little help on the spelling there. Um, but this book um, is is a, it's a workbook, and yet it has exercises, and it has how to recapture. And as you see, Christopher has outlined in the book, all these different motifs. Could you just tell a little bit about this? Yeah. You have 14 different motif groups. Motif yeah. being meaning what? Yeah, a motif is just a kind of unit of meaning that appears in dreams, you know, quite oh. Like, for example, the driving problem dream, I would call mm-hmm. it. It's, like, it's, different in, it's different for everybody. And yet there's something about it which is very similar, which is that you're in a vehicle and there's a problem and you're feeling anxious. And, you know, it's, it's, that, that could be called a motif. Okay. Another extremely common motif in dreaming is you're being chased by a frightening figure or a frightening figure. Mm-hmm. 
knocking at your door and you're afraid to go to the door. Right. That's another example of a motif. And if you have that one, boy, you have a gold mine to work with because <laughs> that thing that's chasing you or knocking at your door is probably a part of you that is trying to get into your sense of who you are, but you're, you're afraid to let it. Mm-hmm. And I, I call this a shadow motif. And there's a whole chapter this in the book on shadow motifs, which are, again, very common. And, and perhaps they're one of the most dynamic kind of motifs to work with in terms of actual payoff, because you... As soon as you go to the door and confront this frightening figure or turn around and you confront the figure that's been chasing you all these years in your dreams, as soon as you do that, you're proactively meeting a new part of yourself. That, And as soon as you let that into your sense of self, mm-hmm. you, are, you will start to change and you'll, you'll feel it right away. Every, your whole inner landscape will start to feel different. So that that I wanted to write these motif chapters in the book in order to help people gain some sense of familiarity. Because you know, if you can recognize something, then you're much more likely to remember it, and you're much more likely to get some important insight from it. So mm-hmm. if you go, oh yeah, I've had that type of mm-hmm. anxiety dream. I've had the driving problem dream. Mm-hmm. I've had the fun dream. I've had the scary figure chasing me dream. Oh, okay. These are universal motifs. Everyone has their version of these dreams. And they're, okay, now I remember <laughs> that. And you see, that, that familiarity and recognition helps you get much more out of your dream life. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of each one of the motifs, you you actually give steps for helping them work through it. So it's just a great book. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very practical. You know, the 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 goal of my goal in writing this book was to get people more engaged with their dream life. Mm-hmm. As you were saying at the beginning, we all dream, but but the the variation between people who who get almost nothing from their dream life. In fact, they have an antipathy to, towards it. They, they mm-hmm. don't want to remember their dreams or they feel traumatized by them. All the way to the other end of the spectrum where you have people who are getting an enormous amount of benefit out of working with their dreams. That spectrum has always been amazing to me you know what where you so you're what you want to do is move if you're at the one end of the spectrum where you're not getting much out of your dreams try Mm -hmm. moving towards opening the door towards getting more from them well it seems like if it's a scary dream you, you almost need support do you or is that something you can do on your own well, you know, if it's really scary, then it's a good idea to have some help. I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, especially children, are, are, are very frightened of their dreams, and they're, therefore they're yeah. very disinclined to want to go back into them because they don't want to be re-frightened by them. Right. 
So yeah. a lot of parents who have children who are suffering from nightmares just don't know what to do. I mean, they, right. so they end up basically trying to soothe and calm the child out of the nightmares by saying, you yeah. know, that's just a dream, go back to sleep, or don't worry yeah. about that. So, and you can understand why they want to do that, because their poor right. child terrified. But meanwhile, they're not changing the situation, so the situation right. will tend to repeat. Again. So, so Christopher, do they, is that an opportunity when they would touch base with you or with a, mm. a therapist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you might. You might want to get a hold of a, an experienced dream worker at that right. point. So you well, can, yeah. sadly, I'm going to have to cut you off because they're cutting me off. Okay, <laughs> we that. have come <laughs> to the end of our hour, and it's just been packed. I shared with Christopher before we got on the air. I said, this is too big for one hour. It's just so fascinating. And I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show today and i know my listeners have thank you very much it's been a real pleasure talking about this with you yeah so i look forward to seeing more things that come out from you christopher because this is a great book to have and i encourage my listeners to go get it thank you very much for being with us today it's been a pleasure to share the information that christopher Salden shared with us Thank you. Bye-bye. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 